This is July 23rd, 2020, and um, I was going to talk about uh, how Roshi Kaplow would have uh, fared during this extended lockdown, um, and I still will uh, in the beginning. I recently I've <clears throat> been appreciating how exceptionally self-disciplined he was. Um, it's a huge asset to have in spiritual practice. Uh, I've in other places I've talked about how um, almost in unvarying he was in sitting morning and night, uh, starting the day with a morning sitting and ending at night. I've never had any trouble starting this starting a day uh with a sitting but um evening is harder for me and and uh yet I saw him always sitting before going to bed um and in so many ways he was uh just a paragon of self-discipline so that would have served him well uh in this pandemic um and that got me to thinking that the the pandemic is really a a test of our spiritual resources um, so so many of them that we that we develop through Zen practice and that are required to persevere in Zen practice. Are now required of everyone uh, in this in this pandemic. Um, the, uh, the the restrictions on our mobility would be a lot for many people to handle. Uh, Roshi Kaplo distinguished himself there too, just in terms of his <clears throat> his uh, Parkinson's disease. Uh, he spent uh, the last nine years of his life uh, with the, his Parkinson's um, becoming more more of a problem for him. Uh, most of you know Parkinson's is a is a disease that uh, gradually uh, causes you to lose your physical mobility. It's kind of a um, freezing up. Of your limbs and your speech and all, and we saw him go through that with a, a, an unusual grace. Uh, in his last years, while he was living at the center, um, so there is no, probably no, greater test of one's fortitude in the face of immobility than descending steadily for years into the uh, prison of the body that is Parkinson's. Uh, compared to that, having to stay home uh, all the time, or even most of the time, is nothing. Even, I suppose, uh, incarceration uh, can't... Uh, 
compare to the limitations of Parkinson's. But uh, we all are facing this trial now. Um, our our self-discipline <clears throat> early in the pandemic, I talked about uh, how maintaining a, uh, a, a some structure in our daily life would be a way to help make the transition uh, f- from the freedom we were used to to this uh, somehow uh, sticking with our routines of exercise, sitting, of course, um, and other things. Um, so that's where self-discipline is is so helpful. Perseverance. Here we are. We'll all have to, we've been persevering, we'll have a lot more persevering we have to do. Um, patience. Patience. Uh, this may be the greatest uh, test of the American character more broadly because uh, we are notorious throughout the world for our impatience and our restlessness, but our impatience. And uh, now we have to learn patience. In that respect, it's not so different from sitting, doing zazen. You you can't maintain a daily practice of uh, Zen meditation for very long without developing patience. Uh, you, if if you're if you're impatient when you start Zen practice, you're, you'll either develop it by continuing with it or you'll quit. But it demands patience, endurance. We know this through through uh, the pain of sitting. Yes, some physical discomfort of sitting without moving, um, but also the pain of having to face uh, ourselves maybe emotional pain uh, and just the pain of not being able to move during sitting it's a it's a it's a stunning thing that we are all as not just our own country as as a every country now we are being forced to develop these spiritual resources in that respect, we can say, uh, well, that that's kind of the silver lining in this. Here's another way to look at it. There is a, an old uh, text attributed to the Buddha <clears throat> where he talks about three types of people. Uh, there are, there's, there's the type that tends in his or her thoughts to go into the future. Uh, this is the person who has a tendency uh, to um, 
worry about the future, to rehearse things about the future, to get caught in imaginings about what might happen, what could happen, uh, someone who dwells in their hopes for the future. Uh, the second type of person is the person who defaults to the past. Um, this type of person uh, gets more easily caught in uh, memories, regrets, or just, yeah, spending time dwelling in memories, whether they're pleasant or unpleasant. Such people uh, tend, their, their, their path of least resistance is thoughts of the past. And then there's a third type, the Buddha supposedly said, was those who are not so much future-oriented or past-oriented, but just caught in fantasies. Uh, I think this is the least common type of person from just my impressions. Um, now, here we are in this pandemic, and uh, we recently have been reminded that we don't know how much longer this is going to go on. We don't know. Will it uh, start to get under control before there's a vaccine? Many people think, no, it won't. And we're looking at at least several more months, if not a year, before there's a vaccine that's widely available. But when have we ever been, when has the world ever been in a position of such, of, of not knowing on such a scale? We don't know how much longer this is going to go on. How much longer our movements will be restricted? How much longer we need to wear masks? Uh, how much longer we'll have to be social distancing? And then the real um, challenge is for people who have lost their jobs, how much longer they'll be out of work, how much longer they'll be able to pay bills, we don't know. And because of that, this pandemic is forcing us into the present, practically forcing us into the present. We, we can't, let's put it this way, it's harder to dwell in the future when we have no idea. There's no, there's no, end point for us, or hardly is. Uh, earlier this spring, um, I think many of us thought, well, <clears throat> okay, we'll just get through the summer, and then in the fall, yeah, there may be a second wave, but at least uh, we will have um, reached a milestone in the fall, and, and uh, maybe things will be under control. But now, 
that's been taken away from us. It's not going to be in the fall, by all accounts. I had this image <laughs> spring to mind, probably from a movie I saw once. It was a, it was a movie uh, where maybe it was uh, some kind of a heist movie, where uh, these these. Um, criminals or whatever espionage guys uh, needed to get up to, let's say, the the fifth floor of, a, of an office tower and they had these grappling hooks and uh, they find a way uh, to get get near enough to the sixth, the fifth floor to heave the grappling hooks up and they grab the edge of the roof so now all you have to do is pull yourself up and you'll be on the roof and uh, it goes from there. But now, if that's, the, if, if that's what we've been, the assumptions we've been operating on, now uh, we look up and there's no roof. The, the skyscraper just extends up and disappears into the clouds. We're also being forced through this plague to give up our preferences yeah, here too, some people will be more stubborn about <clears throat> clinging to what what they'd rather things be. Oh, I wish it weren't like this. I wish I could be doing this. But uh, that's it's hard to hold on to that when there's no relief in sight, and uh, we're we're really uh, almost forced to give up our preferences. It's a uh, an extraordinary, extraordinary, to say that is to say the least, time. And uh, for all of us, this is kind of a crucible. Uh, and what better way to endure through all this for the months to come than to maintain a, a, a practice of daily sitting, or especially to have already sustained a, a, a practice of daily sitting for months or years, then through that we already are well on our way to having developed these qualities that we'll need uh, to get us through all this.